Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elra. Hal, thanks for so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Nick Palkowski, it's dude. You're I gotta say happy early birthday, man. Your birthday's tomorrow. Yeah, thanks you, thank you. That's uh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're you're gonna be. We won't even announce your age. We'll let people just guess <laughs> and wonder. Um, yeah, but uh, happy early birthday, and uh, you moved into a new place, man. Lot, lots of fun changes. Your podcast is launching probably by the time this episode comes out. Your podcast will be launched. Tell yep, the listeners. It, w- it will definitely be out. You're one of the very first episodes, and it's uh, called The Power of Podcasting. And as you can imagine, it talks all about podcasting. <laughs> Whoa, a podcast called The Power of Podcasting that talks about podcasting. That, that is awesome. I know. Very, very meta for sure. Yes, and your uh, y- you can find you at yourpodcastguru.com. I-, I think I think that I can figure out what niche you've chosen, Nick. <laughs> just maybe, just maybe. You, yeah. you have to do a little bit of digging to figure it out. But it's brilliant, though, man, because it took me like ten years before I, you know, in fact, to this day, I still have like I'm in all different niches and I can't pick one. And you know, so you're you're doing things right, man. I, I commend you for that, and uh, it's exciting that you'll finally have your own your own podcast. And I'm excited that I got to be on it, dude. So all, all good things. Yeah, well, and just recently I hear I heard you had a pretty big win. You want to tell everyone about that? Yeah, no, that I think I know what you're talking about. So uh, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, yesterday, Robert Kiyosaki, one of my all-time favorite authors, who wrote you know the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and has the whole book series and ha- created the Cash Flow uh, game. What's the, is that? What's the game called? Cash Flow. I think so. Oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> that sounds right. So yeah, so one of the best authors of like you know of all time, one of the best selling books of all time in Rich Dad Poor Dad, and he first of all him interviewing me at when I got an email from his manager, or public, I don't even know what I think the manager producer of his show Rich Dad Radio. I was just in awe. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a dream come true. What a huge interview! But then the interview starts, and I had no idea. Um, he 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 said he's read the Miracle Morning three times. <laughs> he's on day sixty. And it's completely changed his life. Oh, that's so awesome! I like you know, and and that that also says a lot about Robert. I mean, he's I think he's like sixty five years old, and the fact that he's still like learning and open to changing his life is just amazing. But yeah, I was like, it was surreal for me to hear, you know, someone that I really look up to, and that is like, yeah, yeah, it was just it was, I'm still reeling off that. So oh, that's so cool! Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. So let's dive into the content today. Um. Just for all of our listeners, uh, I, I want to be really clear on what we're going to focus on today. The We're right around the six-month mark of the year. In fact, I think the day this podcast launches, it'll be like the day of or, or right after the six-month mark of, of 2015. And so the focus is uh, kind of a check-in. It's okay. You're, you know, you're halfway through 2015. Are you on track for this to be your best year ever? That's really it. Are you on track for this to be your best year ever? And, and I want to say, you know, I commend every single person listening for listening to the podcast. Being that you're listening to a podcast, that already puts you in a percentage of people that is smaller than the norm. Most people don't listen to podcasts because they're not actively doing things to improve their life and their mindset and, and gain new knowledge. And, 
you know, that sort of thing. So I commend you for listening to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. However, information without implementation is tragic. You know, I know uh, it's been said in other ways, but I think it's tragic because most people live their whole life and they look back with regret, realizing they could have been so much more and done so much more and had so much more. And, you know, you, you really, uh, you, it's about, it's about what you do, not what you hear or what you learn. And I think that sometimes, you know, even though it's a small percentage of society, Nick, that listens to personal development and reads self-help books, uh, it's, it's also now it's a small percentage of that segment. So let's say it's, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but let's say it's 5% of society that actually invests time and money and energy into personal development, right? So 5%, mm-hmm. let's say, then I'm, I'm, I'm making the statistic up. So, um, but as you know, 92% of all statistics are made up. So, um, <laughs> The, uh, including that one, the 5% of society listens to personal development, invest time, money, and energy in growing and improving themselves. So then you commend people for that, but you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Of those 5% of society that listens to and invests in themselves and personal development, now it's, a, it's only a small percentage of those individuals that actually get results from what they learn. They actually turn what they learn into what they do and then they create results. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So yeah, there's a lot of personal development junkies, right? That they, they read a lot of books and then they don't do much with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go to a lot of seminars and, and it's almost like you feel that listening to the podcast is a win in and of itself. Like, well, I listened to the podcast. I read the book. I, you know, I went to the event. I, you know, I paid money to go and I sat there and I, I took 10 pages of notes, right? Um, but you know, uh, your bank account doesn't reflect what you're doing, your, your happiness, you know, level, I mean, your, your physical body, it's, they're not reflecting the, the, the knowledge that you're gaining because you're not putting it into action. So the, the podcast today, we're going to really do kind of a review when I was planning for, okay, I want to do a, like a six month podcast. Best year ever blueprint obviously was the event that we did in December. We have, you know, the, another one coming up. And what's exciting is we videotaped that event, and at the end of the podcast today, we're going to give you an opportunity to get all the videos from that event from the comfort of your own home. So we're going to teach you kind of the, the, the eight main focuses from that event. I'm going to talk about those on the podcast today so that you can apply those for the next six months. So if you're already having your best year ever, this will help you amplify what's already working for you, what you're already doing well. Uh, if you are probably like the majority of people, if you're not having your best year ever, if you set goals in the beginning of the year, but you're not on track for them, uh, if, or, you know, something obstacles came up and, and you're just, it's just, you're not where you want to be. This is, this is kind of a reset button, right? Hit the reset button. This will give you what you need to hit the reset button, flip the switch, whatever you want to call it. But, but to basically kind of, kind of reset from the first six months, doesn't matter what's happened up until this point, and how do you finish the next six months so that even if you've had the worst year of your life up until now, hopefully, listen, hopefully you're not having the worst year, but even if you are, how do you make it so that the next six months are so successful for you? They're so extraordinary that it, at the end you go, man, the first six months were, were a mess. I listened to that episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast on having your best year ever, and uh, and you know, despite how it started, and and wow, I finished it so strong that that literally was my best year ever. Because as it's been said so many times, it's not how you start, but but how you finish that that really determines uh, your life and, and your re- results. 
So, Nick, did I miss anything? Questions, comments, thoughts, ideas? I, uh, I just think this is such a great idea because even, you know, for those of us who, and for me, this year has been a great year so far, but there's still lots of little things that I know I didn't remember from the event uh, because it was a whirlwind or uh, that <laughs> I, you know, kind of dropped along the way that I can pick up here. So I'm glad we're diving into these eight things. I think it's going to be helpful no matter where we are on that continuum. And fair enough, you were working your butt off at the event. So you were, you know, you have a very, very valid excuse for not being able to have all the knowledge in your head since you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And uh, you were like, you were the wind beneath my wings, buddy. Well, well, thank you. But yeah, and but I just think it's so good to always sit down and do some review. You know, I, I do a review on a quarterly basis, but it's great to actually sit down here in the middle of the year and actually really do an overview and figure out how to make this next six months the best. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually, I'm holding, you know, as I was preparing for the call today, I said, I mean, same thing with me. I, it was the event that I put on and I, I'm like, I don't even remember what we covered. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so even for me, so I pulled out, I, you know, I actually went into the garage and into my, uh, my workspace. I grabbed a 52 page best year ever blueprint workbook that everybody got at the event. And I've been going through it, you know, all morning. So, uh, and I basically pulled out the key, the key components. Uh, and I really had no set number of like, we're going to cover three things or five things. I just go, I'm going to go through the book and kind of pick out the main things that we focused on. And there were really eight, eight big ones. And so that's what we're going to talk about. Um, now I do, I want to just give a disclaimer and this is kind of my default disclaimer when I when I speak, when I coach, when I teach, and that is remember that four of the most dangerous words in the English language are this. I already know that. I already know that. And remember, you got to replace those with am I living that? So often when we hear something that we've heard before, uh, we've read before, maybe we've heard it a, you know, a lot of times, we sometimes check out and go, yeah, I've heard this before. I already know this. And it's really important that, you know, everything, I'm, I'm going to share some things today that, you know, you've maybe never heard before. Some things you've, you know, I'm going to share it in a way you haven't heard it shared before. Uh, but there's definitely going to be some things you hear and you're like, yeah, I've heard this before. I know this topic. Make sure you, you really tune in. Don't tune out. Just, just look for, are you living the things that we're going to talk about today? Um, are you implementing them at the highest level? Because remember, it's not what you learn. It's what you implement that matters. matters. And information without implementation is tragic, as I said earlier. So really, really be tuned in. And, uh, and I think that also, you're, I mean, not only we get value from the totality of the episode, but, but remember, it takes only one idea to change your life. So be looking for what that one idea is for you because it could be different you know, for everybody. So the first thing that we talked about at the Best Year Ever Blueprint live event was uh, purpose. And we, we talked about John Berghoff actually gave a message at the event called Clarity of Purpose. And the and if for those of you, I think everybody listening probably knows who John Berghoff is, but John Berghoff is luckily is one of my best friends. So I'm able to get him uh, to speak at my event when he turns down like 90% of the requests for him to speak at events. But uh, he's my best buddy. So I, you know, I told him he had to and kind of no other choice or I wouldn't be his friend anymore. But <laughs> But, uh, you know, John is a world famous trainer. He's an executive coach. I mean, he's, he's just, he's brilliant. And uh, he talked about purpose. And, you know, I, I'm actually going to not talk about it in the way that John talked about it because, well, John talks about purpose the way he talks about it. And I teach it in a different way. Um, and, and the way that I would share it is that purpose is the foundation of why you wake up in the morning and do what you do. And I actually had a call with one of my coaching clients yesterday and he came to the call and he just kind of said, and he's very successful. In fact, he's like, if you look at him, his health is like 
you know, nine out of 10. I mean, his relationship, I mean, he's living a stellar life. He's, he's successful. He runs multiple companies. He's got an amazing girlfriend for, you know, many years. Um, uh, he, you know, he, he's healthy, everything you could want going for a person. But he came to the call and just said he was kind of, you know, he just wasn't feeling, he's been in like a funk lately. And I, I, you know, we, we went really deep and I explored why, you know, asked him a lot of questions. And uh, my theory was, ended up being correct. And it was that, He's not living his life on purpose right now. Um, and, and there's the difference of living either on self, where you're focused on me, 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 I, 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 I want this, I need this, I, I, you know, this is what will make me happy. And, and, and not that it's a bad thing to focus on yourself. I think we've got to take care of ourselves first. But the other way to focus is a life of purpose, which is where you define a purpose that, you know, really more often than not, it's a purpose that is not about just you, but about serving the greater good. It can be about you as well, like achieving your full potential, but it's typically always associated with what, what value are you adding to the world, right? You can either be a consumer where you consume value, or you can be a producer where you produce value, you add value for other people. So um, the idea of this purpose is when, when you're living life on self, it creates a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of emotional hangups. You, you feel like maybe your needs aren't being met or, or you're not getting your fair share or, or you're tired and you, you know, you're being asked by your boss or your clients or whatever. They're demanding your energy and you're, you're tired. You just want to take a nap. But when you, when you flip a switch and you go from a life of, of focused solely on yourself or even primarily on yourself and you get clear on what your purpose is, you define a purpose that serves others, it's almost like when you live on purpose, your problems, they kind of fade away. They kind of disappear. You don't have, you, you only have mental space to focus on one thing at a time. And when you're really living in alignment with your purpose, you don't have time to feel, you know, to feel bad, whatever bad is for you in terms of your emotional stress or, or discomfort and, and I don't know if I'm explaining it as clear as I can. Let, let, me, let me switch gears and try to explain it more clear. If you, for example, are a parent and your purpose is to, you know, first and foremost, you've got you've to take care of your kids. And if, you know, if you are having a bad day, let's say, but your kid falls down and splits open his chin or breaks his arm or, you know, your kid wakes up and your kid has a, you know, really is just sick and vomiting and whatever, um, instantly – you shift, you, you flip that switch from, you get off self and you get on purpose. And you don't have time to go, well, wait, how am I feeling right now? Yeah. Am, I, am I enjoying myself? Am I tired? Am I? No, you're so engaged in purpose that your own problems, there's no mental space for them. And so with my client, I encouraged him to do a 30-day off self, on purpose challenge off self on purpose challenge where uh, the mantra that I that I gave him and I'll share with you listeners of achieve your goals podcast is it's not about me it's not about me and I'll share one example from my own life of how I implemented this and how it transformed my life uh, and this is an example that I don't know that I've ever shared before publicly I, I I often share you know there's a few different stories around purpose that I've shared but I don't know if shared I've shared this one uh, I was about to hit Hall of Fame with my company that I, you know, that I worked for back in from 1998 to 2005, and this was 2004. Uh, it was in the beginning of 2004, and uh, my my manager, my mentor, my friend Jesse invited me into the office, and he, you know, I was a sales rep. He was 
the the manager of the office and he said, Hal, hey, we're 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 going for something big this year. We want to be the first office ever in the history of the company, you know, 55 years of the company to do two million dollars. And and now he was the first manager to ever do a million dollars seven years before that. But two million dollars, I just laughed. I'm like, Jesse, come on, man. Like that's 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 not even possible. That's not, you know, the biggest office ever had done 1.5. And, uh, you know, and that was, yeah. So I said, that's not even possible. And he said, Hal, you know what? You, you know, first of all, he said, you're, you're thinking small. It is possible. But he said, I've been thinking who, who on the team, who, who, who in my circle of influence, who, uh, you know, who can I count on? Who would I need to be by my, you know, my right-hand person to be able to make that happen and help me run this office? And he said, you're the, you're the, you're the person that I can think of that could do it. And the only person I could think of or whatever. And I just kind of laughed and because at that time I decided I, I had no desire to go back into management. I liked the freedom, the independence of being a sales rep, my own schedule, nobody to you know, count on me, et cetera, or to be responsible for. So I laughed. I just said, Jesse, we've had this conversation, man. There's, there's, it's not, you know, not, not even an option. There's, there's no way I'm going to come in here and, and, you know, and, and be the manager. Because in, in that situation, it's, you're, you're working literally from like 6 a.m. till 10, 11, 12 at night, you know, you're overworked in that situation. And it's just, it's, it's, you know, so, and he said something, I don't remember the exact words, but basically I had just recently kind of started developing this purpose of selflessly adding value that I've shared before. And he said something like, Hal, didn't you tell me your purpose was to selflessly add value for others? That, that's what you're really, you know, striving toward now. And I said, yeah, he said, well, what a better opportunity to live that purpose than to have, you know, be overworked arguably underpaid. And he said, but really be on a mission where your entire, you know, the next, it was a four month gig. He said the next four months, your entire, you'd be living your purpose of helping other people achieve their goals to achieve the collective goal that we have for this team in this office. And when he said that I went from, you know, it not being even a possibility to, I said, I'm in like, no, no, I'm in. And I, I, I thought through that summer and I realized I'm going to be underworked or overworked, underpaid. I'm going to be, you know, there's so many days because I had been in the role before. You know, it wasn't where it was my office where I was making all the money. It was kind of like an, almost an apprentice role, if you will. It's, okay. I was like the sales manager getting a small chunk. So long story short, I, I said yes. And there were very many days every day where I was exhausted. I was overworked. I, and if I would have focused on self, I would have been miserable. I would have thought this is so, oh my, I just want to be on my own doing my own thing. I don't want to have to be at the office for 12, 14, 16 hours a day. This is crazy. But I decided ahead of time that I would be completely in alignment with purpose and that whenever I felt tired, whenever I felt like I, it was unfair what I was being asked of me, whenever I, whenever I felt any negative emotion or resistance toward what was my reality at that time, my mantra was, it's not about me. I reminded myself, I'm not here for me. I'm here for the 60, 80, 120 sales reps on this team that need leadership, that need guidance, that need someone to inspire them, motivate them, hold them accountable. That's why I'm here. It's not about me. And, and Nick, when you live on purpose and you get off self, like I said, your problems disappear. There was, if ever I ever felt a problem or felt uncomfortable or felt tired, like I said, that mantra, it's not about me, that purpose got me through it. And I, I felt every day, 
I was inspired, and we ended up being the first office in the history of the company to do, to do $2 million. So it was very you know, fulfilling, obviously, to achieve the result. But even if I didn't achieve the result, every day the outcome was about how can I impact the human being on the other end of the phone that I'm calling to you know, get their sales report? Or how can I impact these you know, 20 people, these reps in front of me that I'm, I'm training today or whatever it is? So anyway, that's for me how it really shifted and changed my life. And so I'd encourage the listeners that – Really, a successful year starts with purpose. Why are you waking up every day and working towards something that is going to require you to get out of your comfort zone, to do things that you don't always want to do? Because if your purpose isn't strong enough, you know, your why isn't compelling enough, then you're going to let excuses get in the way. When the alarm goes off in the morning, you're like, eh, I could get, you know, I could get away with sleeping for another hour, right? But when you live by purpose, you go, it's not about me. So you get out of bed. You get out of bed and you go to work on your purpose. So any thoughts, questions, comments on purpose? And, and like I said, you know, obviously at the event, John describes it at the Best Ever Blueprint event and in the online training that we're going to offer very differently than I do. But that's yeah. my take on purpose and, and how it's impacted me. No, I, I just love this because I think that's that's such a great point. And this is something, you know, obviously on the podcast, we've talked about this a lot. And this is something that if you went through the best year ever uh, blueprint at all, you, you know, you are were, you were challenged to create your purpose. But now is really the point to kind of refine that, to kind of tweak that a little bit and see if it's changed for you throughout the year. So I think this is great. Yeah, it's as you grow and evolve, you know, your purpose can grow and evolve. It can mm -hmm. change. It can evolve. It can, you know, it could be amended, et cetera. So, yeah, absolutely. And check in on a scale of one to 10, right? How much have you been in living in alignment with yeah. your purpose for the last six months? And then do that 30 day challenge, you know, off self on purpose challenge and, and watch how it transforms the way that you feel every day about, about your work and, and what you do. Make it not about you, but about the people that you serve. Um, and that could be your, you know, your employees, your customers, your clients, your family, et cetera. The second component for your best year ever is self-awareness, self-awareness. And, and it's gotta be something that you, it's regenerated daily so that every day you're assessing how you're doing in alignment with, or in comparison to your goals and to your you know, your milestones, your objectives, your rituals, how are you doing? And the way you generate or regenerate self-awareness daily is through activities like scribing or, you know, journaling, right? Writing down what, how am I doing? What am I grateful for? What, what could I do better tomorrow? What did I, what do I need to do today to make sure I crush the day, win the day, make it the best day ever? Um, goal review, right? Reviewing your goals, looking at your goals, uh, looking at the reasons behind them, obviously in the best year ever blueprint, you know, the, the workbook that we gave, the, like there's 50 pages long. There's a lot of, lot of planning that goes into it and setting your goals and resetting your goals and all of that. And again, just because we normally, most people set goals once a year, you know, I set goals once a month typically, you know, I've got mm -hmm. annual goals, but every month I'm looking at how am I doing? Am I on track for those goals? And what are my, mo my monthly goals to keep me on track for the 12 month goals or what are my next 90 day goals right so so all of these worksheets are in the in the in the blueprint but you don't have to have a worksheet you can grab your journal grab a lined piece of paper and and engage in that self-awareness and it's something you should be doing on a daily basis a weekly basis a monthly basis and assessing your progress another aspect of self-awareness though you've got to be aware of what's holding you back 
from going to the next level in the areas that matter most to you. You know, any area of your life, your your business, your health, your relationships, your happiness. You've got to be consistently asking yourself, what do I really want? What's holding me back from that? And most people don't they don't they don't assess what's holding them back and it continues to hold them back, right? So are you aware of what you need to be doing differently to go to the next level? Are you aware of what's holding you back, what you need to do differently? Are you aware of uh, you know, the patterns, the habits, the, the, the activities, the things that you're doing in your life that might not produce the results that you want, at least accumulatively. You know, you fast forward five years. If you keep living your life exactly, this is a great, a great place to start for self-awareness. If you continue to live your life exactly the way that you've been living it, you know, over the last six months, in terms of your exercise routine, your health, your, you know, the things you do to earn income, uh, how much money you spend, is that too much? How much money you save? Is that enough? Are you investing your money, right? Are you protecting yourself? All of those things. If you continue to do things exactly the same for the next six months, uh, will that produce your best year ever? Will that put you where you want to go? Or will there be some negative consequences? Maybe some of your areas of your life, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm crushing it in this area. If I keep doing that, I'll, keep, I'll do great. But, but uh, you know, I don't know about you. I'm all about success in every area that matters. I don't just want to be successful financially or in my career. I, I've, I've got to make sure my relationships with my friends, my family, my wife, my kids are level 10. They've got to be amazing, right? My, my personal development, I've got to, I, I, want to, I, I want to be a different person six months from now than I am today in terms of the, the growth and the learning that I'm, that I'm engaged in, right? My health, my fitness, I want, I want that to be level 10. So are you at a level 10 in every area? And you've got to get really clear in your self-awareness. Now, in the Best Year Ever Blueprint, hold on, I know there's a page in here, uh, Basically, we just, I don't know where it is or what it's called, but we assess that, right? You go through and actually you assess in all the areas of your life that matter. Where are you? What's the gap between where you are and where you want to be? How can you close that gap, you know, et cetera? Uh, anything to add to that, Nick? I mean, that always brings up that image. I think it's, is it Zig Ziglar's Wheel of Life? Where basically, you know, you want to create that well-rounded wheel. So you kind of go through and assess on a scale of one to ten, I, uh, where you are in each thing. And that's, that's an exercise that I've done several times in the past. And it's just such a good one because it gives you that big, broad overview that I think a lot of times if we just, at least when I sit down without that, I just tend to focus on a couple certain areas, but forget about a lot of these other important areas. No. And and we did that in the, in the, I, I, I go, I know there's a page in here with the wheel of life on it, or I call it the level 10 assessment, but yeah, we, we, we have you measure your level of success in 10 areas, family and friends, personal growth and development. So here you go, by the way. So if you're, you know, if you don't have this workbook, obviously in front of you, which most of you probably don't, um, here are the 10 areas that you, in terms of self-awareness that you can measure on a scale of one to 10, how are you doing? Uh, number one, personal growth and development on a scale of one to 10, how much time, energy, and money are you investing in your personal development? Uh, financially, I, I usually invest about 10% of my income every year back into personal development. And I don't remember where I learned that number from, but I've heard it multiple times from very successful people, yeah. um, which who are probably trying to sell me a course. And that's why they <laughs> tell me to do that, but whatever it works. And, uh, I, I, I always get more value than I pay for when I invest in these events and trainings that I go to. So um, number two, the second is spirituality, right? Spiritually. And for you, that might be religion. 
uh, or it might be the spiritual, you know, component uh, of, of yourself and the higher power that you believe in, et cetera. It's different for, you know, for everyone. But uh, number one, personal growth and development. Number two, spirituality. Number three, finances. How are your finances on a scale of one to 10? And, and, and you know, it's interesting, but what are your standards, right? Because that, that's an interesting component. Uh, you might go, my finances are great. I, I, I make enough money to pay all my bills. Well, for me, when I read the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, essentially uh, by T. Harv Eker, which is a great book, by the way, if you haven't read it, he talked about, you know, kind of getting to a place where you earn enough money so that 50% of your income pays all your bills and 50% of your income you're able to save and invest. So that's an interesting, that, that shifted my standard for the first time ever. I thought I just need enough money to pay my bills and maybe save 10%. And then after that, I was like, wait a minute. What would life look like if I made enough money to pay my bills and save 50%, you know? And so that's something that I've worked towards for, you know, for a long time. Um, next component is career uh, or business. So career or business, I'm going to go through these a little faster. Uh, the, uh, so that's number four. Number five, significant other slash romance. Number six, fun and recreation. Make sure, honestly, one to ten, how much fun are you having, right? How much time are you taking to rest and rejo- you know, rejoice, relax, rejuvenate? Um, number uh, seven, contribution and giving. Number eight, health and fitness. On a scale of one to ten, how are you doing in those areas? Number nine, physical environment, right? How do you feel every day in your home, in your office? What's your physical environment like? And finally, family and friends on a scale of one to 10, uh, how great are your relationships with your family and friends? And another area you might measure there is how, uh, how, how, how positively do they influence you, right? Interesting way of looking at it. Um, all right, number three, uh, and this is the most common. You might go, ah, I have already heard that before. Clearly defined goals, right? Do you have clearly defined goals in all 10 of those areas? clearly define goals in all 10 of those areas. You know, when we did best year ever blueprint, it's kind of like I said earlier that you know, I think for most people, if you're being honest with yourself, you're, you're not really successful in your life overall if you're not thriving or at least pursuing significant improvements in, you know, in each of the areas that we mentioned or if, you know, at least the majority of those areas. So what are your clearly defined goals and are you measuring your progress against those goals on a daily basis? Number four, what I call inevitable success plans. You know, in the Best Year Ever Blueprint, we, we were big on, you know, okay, once you've got your goal set, uh, what, are the, what are the clearly defined plans that I call them inevitable success plans because if you follow the plan, your success is inevitable, right? And that's actually a term I, I learned from Eben Pagan a long time ago. Um, but if you have a plan in place and that plan is, you know, based on the averages, it will pretty much guarantee that you achieve your goal. Then, uh, then that would create that inevitable success. So do you have those plans in place? Do you review those every day? And again, are you measuring your, your progress, your actions against those plans? And, um, j- and just to make yeah. sure we clearly understand what we're talking about there, basically what you're saying is you want to break things down to that small little chunk that you just have to do maybe on a daily basis. So make 20 phone calls or whatever it may be yeah. to move you closer to that success. Yeah, exactly. You've got to, yeah, what are your, yeah, there, I mean, in plans, you kind of start with the big picture, then we, you know, we teach you to break it down and then get down to, yeah, the, the minute, like, what will you do today and when will you do it? You know, Perfect. when will you execute that? Um, the number five uh, component to your best year ever is daily success rituals. 
what are your, we all have rituals, right? We have rituals of how, you know, the types of food we eat each day and, you know, how we, how much TV we watch and, you know, successful people have rituals that make them successful and unsuccessful people have rituals that make them unsuccessful. So that's also a component of, of, of you know, self-awareness. What are your daily success rituals or your daily rituals? Which rituals are adding value to your life and moving you closer to your ideal vision for yourself, for your life? Um, and which rituals are not that you need to adjust or change or tweak or remove. But that's such an important component. You know, we are a product of our, our rituals. Number six, what I call mindset management. You know, all success begins and ends with your mindset. It begins with your mindset because it's the mindset that you have about what's possible for you um, and the mindset that you have about how you're going to achieve what's possible and what you're going to do when you encounter obstacles, whether the obstacle is, a, you know, an, an actual obstacle outside of yourself, such as a, a person, you know, some sort of roadblock, if you will, or if it's an obstacle such as you wake up and you don't feel like doing the thing that you have on your inevitable success plan, right? How do you overcome that? You know, how do you man manage your mindset in a way where you're able to overcome the things that are holding you back and do things that will achieve your goals for you even when you don't feel like it? How do you manage your mindset and develop your mindset so that that is who you become? And then I say that it begins and ends with your mindset because once you've achieved success, are you happy? Right? Are you managing your mindset in a way where you have an accurate self-image around who you are, good and bad, so that you can both embrace the good and that you can upgrade the bad? Because it's so important. There's so many successful people that they're not really happy because they, don't man they might manage their mindset on the front end to get them to do things that make them successful, but they're not managing their mindset on the back end to actually enjoy the success that they're creating for themselves. So often you see successful people that are never happy. They're never satisfied because they achieve a goal and then they look at the next one. They look at the next one. They look at the next one. And to be truly succeed, successful and fulfilled and happy, you've got to manage your mindset in a way where you can balance both. And for me at the Best Ever Blueprint, I think that the entire, the entire event that we did, you know, whether it was the live event or the videos, kind of the whole thing was, you know, was managing people's mindset. So our promise was by the end of the best year for blueprint you left there a different person and, and nick you could tell me if you disagree but i, I think that we we you know we we, we achieved that with oh, with absolutely. the whole process absolutely and it, people just raved about it so yeah you could you could tell you were definitely achieving that awesome awesome um and then uh energy management energy management is something that you know it was the book the power of full engagement that i was first introduced to that concept of how you know, there's so much focus on time management. It's one of the most popular topics, the most searched phrases on Google. You know, the people are trying, how do I manage my time? And powerful engagement uh, in that book, they talked about that energy management is far more important than time management. And this is something we've addressed on the, you know, various podcasts. And I mean, it's something that I've focused on before, but, um, at the event, you know, we, we really went in depth. We, you know, in the workbook, I'm looking at the, you know, recipes that I gave you on what to eat and just how to engineer your life for, for maximum levels of physical, mental, and emotional energy. And then finally, the last component, uh, number eight is accountability and coaching. You know, it was the idea that, you know, you've got to continuously, uh, put yourself in a position where there are other people looking at your life that are helping you, that are giving you an outside perspective, because I don't care who you are, myself included, you know, even Nick, you, right, you all got blind spots. All of us have blind spots. Mm -hmm. That's why most CEOs, you know, most CEOs, I don't know the statistic, but 
well, actually I do it, 72.4% of CEOs, um, I'm just kidding, have executive coaches, right? But most CEOs have executive coaches because even though they're successful, I mean, they, they're CEOs of companies, they, they got to where they are by working their way up. Uh, however, even CEOs have blind spots, you know? In fact, I think the more successful you become, the more you value coaching because uh, it really gives you that edge to take yourself to the next level. And the accountability factor is something that is, you know, that, that to me, that's the most value that I get from coaching. There's really two, two, two elements of coaching that there's value is the perspective, you know, helping a, getting a coach to help see my blind spots, help me create strategies to overcome those blind spots. Uh, but then more important, it's the accountability, you know, and, and, you know, it's all about setting your life up in a way where you've got systems for accountability, whether it's you've hired a coach, whether you're running an accountability team, whether you've, you've got a dedicated mentor that is committed to holding you accountable, whether you've got an accountability partner, whatever that is, you've got to set your life up in a way where it's not just you counting on you to follow through. You've got to have other people that you've committed to that are counting on you to follow through. That way you can leverage more than just your own willpower and self-discipline. And you can leverage the relationships that you have, the integrity that you have with other people in your life that are important to you that you don't want to let down. And that leverage often gets you to do more. You know, I've, I've shared that with before where for me, the Miracle Morning book was something I was so passionate about. In fact, if I look at this list of, you know, purpose, self-awareness, clearly defined goals, all of these things, um, most of these were, you know, energy. I was managing my energy. I, my mindset was positive. I had daily success rituals. I had a plan in place. I had clearly defined goals. You know, I had a purpose to change millions of lives with the miracle morning. There were two things I was missing that are on this list. Number one was self-awareness. I wasn't aware of what was holding me back from writing the miracle morning. And as soon as as I became self-aware of what that was, everything changed. And the self-awareness was I realized, wait a minute, I don't have any accountability in place to write this book. Mm -hmm. That's why for the last three years, it's been on my goal list and it hasn't gotten written. There's been no accountability. I have no leverage other than, you know, my own goal. And so even though I achieved other goals, that was the one goal I kept putting off. And I hired an accountability coach, and most of you probably know the end of the story. It was four months later, four, almost four years, the book didn't get written. Four years after I hired an accountability coach, I, uh, the book was done. It was done, it was in print, it was for sale on Amazon, it was a number one bestseller. Four months later, with accountability, I got more done than I did in four years. So um, you, you know, you, again, your budget might not allow you to hire a coach right now, that's okay. Uh, there are many ways to implement systems for accountability, all of which I kind of ran through, you know, just a minute or two ago. Um, Nick, anything to add to this list of the, these eight areas that we cover in the best year ever blueprint? I, I just, I think all of them are extremely important. A couple really stand out to me as areas that at least for me, I need to improve in. And that's things like the energy management and then specifically the accountability and coaching. Those last two are really ones that I think can constantly be improved. And, and at least for me, that's where I seem to be dropping the ball. So I know I need to focus in on that in these next six months. Well, I'll tell you, the energy management is not your fault. You live in Wisconsin. I've <laughs> been there before. If you Google healthy restaurants, like your internet shuts down. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> I've got an app that, you know, when I land on a plane, it, it picks up all the healthy restaurants around me. And I got to Wisconsin the first I'm like, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing. You know, there's it's like, in Chicago. I, I think Applebee's popped up. It was like, yeah. this is the healthiest restaurant that we have here. So 
Anyway, no offense to our Wisconsin listeners, uh, Nick being the, the main one. So, um, so yeah, let's wrap this up. So those are the eight components of your best year ever. You know, those are the eight main components. I mean, we could probably find more, but if you focus on those eight and you, you dedicate an hour to really get, you know, dive into those eight and, and look at how are you doing in each of those areas and what, what can you do to improve in each of those areas and, and take some action, that's where you'll see results. Now, we had so many listeners of the Achieve Your Goals podcast, as well as you know, many members of the Miracle Morning Community Facebook group that asked if we were going to be releasing an online video version of the two-day event and the content you know, that we put together for the best year ever blueprint live event. A lot of the listeners that asked and the community members are those that are international. We definitely have people fly from around the world for the live event, but a lot of you know, a lot of you were like, hey, I, I'm not going to, you know, buy a plane ticket from Germany right now. That's just not in the cards or yeah. from Australia or wherever. Um, so that's why we decided, you know, we video recorded it with the intention that, hey, uh, if the video comes out good, you know, let's let's put this online. And so um, this is really the first time ever we're, we're offering this. And uh, it, what's included in the Best Year Ever Blueprint online program is you're getting over 16 hours or I think just under 16 hours of success training and that includes executive level coaching from John Berghoff as well as myself. Uh, you're going to get mindfulness training from world-renowned mindfulness trainer Juliana Ray. That was, I mean, people's session, you know, people yeah. raved about her session. They loved it, yeah. She was awesome. Yeah, you'll be in the comfort of your own home meditating in your chair or on your couch uh, obviously, as, as you're, you know, as she she guided the entire audience to like a 30 minute meditation after she spoke on it for like an hour, I think, or something along those lines. But she went in depth on why most people have a trouble meditating and why that's a challenge for them, and then how to meditate. And then she led everyone through it. And then she taught you how to apply mindfulness to everyday activities like doing the dishes. I mean, it was just it was it was powerful. Um, you're gonna hear the award winning living life in the front row keynote message from John Vroman, who uh, was voted the number one college speaker in America, not once, which is a huge honor if you get it once, two years in a row, which is crazy. Now, I didn't have John give his college message. He also speaks to, you know, large audiences, corporations, that sort of thing. And he was, um, Nick, I think you can attest to this, on our, on our rating sheets that we handed out at the event for people to give feedback, uh, many people, he was their highlight, like the yes. number one aspect of the event, which made me feel really insecure. <laughs> um, you actually, speaking of me, you'll hear my signature keynote, right? I gave my signature keynote at the event. Uh, and then you get access to the Best Year Ever Blueprint private Facebook group where you can interact with people that were at the live event that, you know, you can get support, ask questions, etc. cetera. Uh, and you get unlimited access, views, downloads to everything, including the 50-page Best Year Ever Blueprint workbook that I'm holding in my hands right now. Um, so again, it's almost 16 hours of success training and it's only $197. So this event event the regular price for it was 997 many of our members got a discount you know for being the first event it was only 497 to go live plus they had to pay more than that in, in flights so if you're thinking about this you know it's, it's 197 it's a fraction of the cost of the live event obviously I'm not going to say it's as cool as being there live I think that's probably you know uh, the best way to go Absolutely. but this is the next best way to go. And, uh, and again, it's a fraction of the price. You're saving you know, a few hundred dollars on the ticket, plus you're saving $500 to $1,000 on uh, flights and hotel. Uh, and I think the value from just the special guest sessions that we had alone is worth the price of admission. So where you can get, Nick, I don't even know the URL. Where's the URL where people can, uh, can go check it out, watch the video, 
uh, and, and see if they want to uh, try out the online Best Year Ever Blueprint uh, home study course. Um, if they head over to byebonline.com, they'll be able to get everything there. Got it. Okay, so you did get that set up. All right, so B-Y-E-B, as in bestyearblueprintonline.com. Go check it out. I invite you to check it out, and uh, I will hopefully see you guys and gals in the Best Year Ever Blueprint Facebook group, which you will be um, invited to join uh, after signing up. So, Nick, any any last thoughts, comments, questions? Did I leave anything out? I, I just think this is the perfect time for this course to really be coming out because, like you said, it's the middle of the year. It's that great check-in point people can go through and really um, – improve on what they've already seen in this first part of the year and truly make 2015 their best year ever. Awesome, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners, thank you so much for your time, uh, your energy, your attention. I was talking to my uh, one of my best friends the other day, Matt Recor, and he asked me about the podcast. And I said, you know, I said, honestly, Matt, I said, I don't know if it's me being, uh, you know, naive or insecure. I said, but I'm blown away by how many listeners we have. Like I'm, I'm in awe of it. So I think, you know, actually Nick, you, you know what I think I figured out that it is? What's that? It's you. It's actually it's, you. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, that's what it hit me. I'm like, Oh, I don't, I, I shouldn't feel, it's Nick. That's what they keep coming back for. So anyway, I'm joking. <laughs> Having fun though. Love you, Nick. Love you. Achieve your goals. Podcast listeners until next week, go out there. You've got some goals. You've got clearly defined goals. I know that you do achieve those goals. Settle for nothing less than you really deserve. Uh, Check out the best year ever blueprint at byebonline.com and we will talk to you next week. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So now hopefully you are ready to go tackle the rest of 2015. I know that just the day before this episode is actually released, I will have just spent Uh, the entire day going through my quarter two review. This is basically looking at all the goals that I have set for the year and then making adjustments and figuring out maybe a a couple potential new ones for the rest of this year. And it's such a powerful time. And I always like to make sure I have a full day for this. But even if you can carve out just that 30 minute window to kind of reevaluate your goals, it'll be so helpful in getting you on the right track for 2015 for the next six months here. Uh, And if you really want to take things to this next level, be sure to go get BYEBonline.com. That's going to walk you through the entire Best Year Ever Blueprint that Hal had an amazing event last year. And we have all the videos, all the workbooks, everything there for you to really take things to that next level here in 2015. So if you haven't done so yet, please go also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review because that helps other people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the show for them. So now until next week, it's time for you to go plan the rest of 2015, take action and achieve your goals.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.